T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. This could be a volatile time in DuPage County politics, thanks to redistricting all 18 seats on the county board are up for election, and Republican board members and candidates hope to make some gains after Democrats won a majority on the board two years ago. And there's a hotly contested race to replace the retiring Dan Cronin as DuPage County board chairman. Well, this week we'll catch up with that contest. Hello, I'm political editor Craig Delamore, and this is At Issue. My guest this weekend is District 3 DuPage County Board Member Greg Hart. He was appointed to that job in 2017 and was elected to his first full term that following year. He's probably best known for chairing the county's task force dealing with the opioid crisis. Well, that and garnering more votes than any other DuPage County candidate in his election. Uh, now he wants to lead the DuPage County Board. Greg Hart is a businessman with an MBA from the University of Chicago. He co-owns a management consulting firm. He lives in Hinsdale with his wife, Alexandra, and two young children, one of them very young. Greg Hart, welcome, and it's good to see you again, and congratulations on the baby. Thank you so much, Craig. It's great to be with you. Well, I don't know if you're the youngest county board member, but you're certainly one of the younger ones. Uh, and you were the first candidate to launch a campaign after Dan Cronin made it clear that uh, he wasn't going to run again. What led you to do that? Well, Craig, it's a pivotal election cycle. And you know the truth is, is that DuPage County has always been an example of good governance in a state that desperately needs one. Um, however, it's only going to remain a fiscally prudent, safe, ethical, and business-friendly county with the right leadership. And that's why this election is so important. I truly believe I have the experience, the energy, and the innovative approaches to make sizable gains for DuPage County voters and all residents in this county. Uh, and all that you have to do to realize that I have that uh, potential is to look at what I've done on the county board to date. I've served admirably for five years uh, on the county board. In that time, I've led some of the ma most major committees that we have at the DuPage County Board, ranging from the Health and Human Services Committee to the Technology Committee to the Heroin Opioid Task Force. And in that time, I've won two national achievement awards for my committee's work uh, in within a, a one year period. And that's the first time that's ever happened in DuPage County history. I'm the only candidate running for chairman that can say the same thing. Um, so I wanna really apply that record of achievement. Uh, if I can achieve that in one term as a board member, I'm very excited about what I can do for DuPage residents as their chairman over the next four years. Uh, additionally, as you alluded to, beyond my government experience, 
I'm also a successful businessman in my own right. I have been involved in the management consulting space for, uh, for my whole career. In that capacity, I helped some of the largest organizations in the world become more efficient and effective. And that's what led me to run for government service in the first place, to apply that expertise in a way that nobody else could. I believe I'm uniquely qualified, and I think uh, that I'm the best candidate to stand and continue the legacy of Dan Cron on the DuPage County Board. Well, before we get to the specifics of your priorities and your plans, we might as well get a controversy out of the way first. The uh, likely Democratic candidate vying for this seat, State Representative Deb Conroy, sponsored a bill directing the state health department to share its data with local officials. Uh, some conservative media started falsely saying that the bill called for quarantining unvaccinated people, among other things. Uh, you criticized the bill too. Uh, Conray got and started getting some death threats. And on this program a few weeks ago, uh, Pete DeCiani suggested that you're partly responsible for the hostility that was directed toward her. So what do you say to him and others? Well, I appreciate you asking the question, Craig. And the truth is, is that it's disgusting what happened to Deb Conroy. That type of vitriol and rhetoric has no place in our public discourse. No public official should ever be in a position to receive death threats for doing what they think is good for the community. Um, now, that said, what I have always stated on this piece of legislation from the get-go is my concerns over some data privacy issues. Uh, that has always been the reason why I've spoken about my views on this bill. And I haven't been the only one. In fact, some uh, interest groups, including the ACLU to name one, have shared similar concerns about data privacy. Uh, and oftentimes, as you know, from your years covering Springfield, legislators may take the advice of a bill uh, from a lobbyist, or they may you know, not check with uh, the local health departments on frankly, whether or not there's cybersecurity requirements to maintain data integrity, that was really the crux of my concern. And I spoke out respectfully, but I also condemned the death threats against Deb Conroy as soon as they uh, occurred. Now, with respect to my Republican opponent, uh, who was on your show previously, uh, I believe that he's trying to exploit this issue for political gain. Really, the, uh, the issue is about data privacy, and that's always been the, uh, the crux of my disagreement. Um, does it make any difference uh, that this was a bill that the DuPage County Health Department uh, was in favor of and, and asked for. Uh, I don't think it does make a difference for my concern. And actually the health department has been uh, on the forefront of trying to amend the bill to include data privacy protections. And uh, when we voted on our state legislative agenda as a county board a couple of weeks ago, I was the person who actually successfully amended that agenda to include data privacy concerns. And that's something I did with the support of our health department. So I believe we're on the same page on this. Okay, do you, do you think that in the end that is gonna be resolved that, in, in other words, uh, do you think uh, Deb Conroy, Conroy uh, acknowledges the, the, the issues and is willing to make some changes? Well, that's certainly something you'll have to ask Deb Conroy. I, I certainly hope she does. And uh, you know, I think one or two people that you might have to ask about the status of the bill uh, are the speaker, uh, because as of my most recent awareness, I believe that the bill has been relegated to a subcommittee. So uh, I would certainly hope that they amend it and include those protections. And I also should, uh, in fairness, bring up that uh, your opponent, Pete DeCiani, has uh, got, had words that got him into trouble too. I know that uh, State's Attorney Bob Berlin felt he needed to distance himself from some remarks that uh, Mr. DeCiani made after the uh, Oak Brook Mall shooting. Uh, is, is that something that voters should take, uh, take notice of? 
Well, I think they should. Um, and I, I also believe that, uh, as I mentioned at the top of your show, my record of accomplishment leading committees is something that I'm very proud of and is something that I think is going to make me a good county board chairman. Uh, two national achievement awards, first time that's ever happened. You can contrast that with uh, Pete DeCiani's experience leading one of the same committees, and he actually ended up having to resign in disgrace because of uh, his actions. So I think leadership matters. I think having a collaborative uh, bipartisan approach is something that you have to look at. And that's certainly what I've done on the county board to date. Uh, you need to look at everyone else's record to see where they would govern. And I think PTCI's record speaks for itself. Uh, I do want to uh, talk about some of the things that, that you talk about and talked about when you launched your campaign. And uh, one of the first issues was crime. Um, what can DuPage do more or better to bring to help bring down crime, whether it's uh, violent crime or uh, retail uh, theft? Absolutely, Craig. And uh, no DuPage voter and no DuPage resident is immune to this issue, unfortunately, anymore. Um, one example uh, that we all are aware of is what happened at the Oakbrook Mall shortly before Christmas. I was actually there that night and saw the law enforcement's response, which was swift and effective. Um, but the truth is, is that uh, crime has gotten out of control everywhere across Chicago. And in DuPage County alone, carjackings are up 300%. Uh, since 2018, unlawful use of a weapon is up uh, almost 100%. Burglaries are up 34%. Uh, I think what I can do as DuPage County Chairman is continue to do what I've done as a board member, and that's giving our state's attorney and our sheriff the tools that they both need to successfully combat crime. Um, over my time as a county board member, I voted to increase the headcount of the sheriff's department from 491 up to 502, where it is today. Uh, we've increased the sheriff's budget in the last year alone by $3 million to uh, a total of almost $50 million. And we need to continue investing in those two departments to make sure that they have the resources they need to combat crime and violent crime in particular. So one of the things that I would uh, look to do is increase our sheriff deputy salaries to make sure that they're more in line and more competitive with some of our peer counties. There's no reason why the second largest county in the state should be uh, behind anyone in terms of what we're paying those that keep us safe on a day-to-day -day basis. So I'd look to continuously increase those salaries and get them more in line with what's competitive and then offer bonuses to help attract uh, and retain talented sheriff's deputies. Uh, that's something that we need to do. We, we consistently need to make sure we're getting the best individuals into our departments because that's how we're going to fight this epidemic of crime. Um, I know a lot of people want to hear talk about people being tough on and police being tough on crime. Um, how can the, uh, the enforcement part of the equation do that and also do it constitutionally? It's a great question. And look, we in DuPage County have actually led on this issue. Sheriff Jim Mendrick, who uh, has endorsed my campaign for chairman, has never had one use of force complaint against his department in the time that he's been sheriff. I think that's a tremendous record of accomplishment. Um, and that's something I'd love to work with the sheriff on to maintain because we need to make sure that we're making sure that we're uh, being tough on violent crime, but we also need to make sure that we're rehabilitating uh, individuals that uh, are in our criminal justice system. And that's something that we've led on as a county board and something I'd continue to do. Uh, all you have to do is look at the innovative programs coming out of our jail to show how we can reduce recidivism, which is, I think, where we need to focus our efforts on beyond enforcement. Um, we have a tattoo removal program that uh, just won uh, or just received national accolades uh, from a variety of different sources. We have uh, substance use uh, diversion programs in the jail. 
that's what we need to really be investing in uh, to make sure that uh, you know we're we're building up the individuals who uh, are in our our system and making sure that they're going to be successful and uh, uh, adults that will give back to our community once they get out. Um, I I know a lot of uh, the public debate about police has unfortunately. Uh, revolved around the, uh, the somewhat distracting uh, phrase defund the police. But beyond that phrase, are there things or aren't there things that police should be doing less of, like handling mental health crises, for example? I mean, are there, should that be handled differently? Well, I think we have to look at all approaches. I think some of our law enforcement officers, uh, they're often the first line of defense and the first line of support for individuals that are uh, dealing with an overdose, for example. One of the things that I've led as chairman of our heroin opioid task force is uh, the expansion of our Narcan program, which has equipped uh, you know, thousands of law enforcement officers across DuPage County with life-saving medication that could reverse an overdose, reverse uh, reverse overdoses and ultimately save lives. So I think that's something that we need to continue to empower law enforcement to take an active role on. But that said, uh, there needs to be opportunities to further expand mental health services in a way that is outside of the criminal justice system. Ultimately, it is a treatment issue. And one of the things that I'm gonna be looking to do as chairman is explore opportunities to take some of the, uh, the resources that we've uh, collected over the last couple of years in the pandemic and really apply that towards, uh, for example, an intake center at our health department that could serve as a diversionary uh, response for individuals suffering from mental health or substance use to go to receive the evaluations that they need, the treatment that they need, and do so outside of a law enforcement setting. Um, I, I do wanna talk a, a little bit about uh, the HOPE program because that's how you and I met. Uh, that's right. Uh, you, you are in, in favor of alternatives for handling uh, some opioid cases. Talk to me a little bit about those efforts. Absolutely. Well, uh, I think the last time we spoke, Craig, was actually regarding a program called Ramp Up, which is uh, a program that was uh, really born out of the HOPE Task Force. And, you know, the topic of uh, economic empowerment for individuals suffering from substance use disorder is always something very important to me. Um, every individual across the country at this point is only one degree of separation from someone directly impacted by either the opioid epidemic or the substance use epidemic. And what I saw through my own research was that if you factor all of the individuals in Chicagoland and the eight county uh, region that makes up Chicagoland and identify those who are of prime working age, but are not actually in the workforce, it's going to be north of 240,000 individuals. If you factor what that means, that's almost 14 Amazon HQ2s. Uh, it's a huge economic footprint. So I think it's a missed opportunity to uh, not help rehabilitate those individuals, get them into treatment, of course, but provide them with uh, opportunities to better themselves and grow their careers. And that's exactly what we did in DuPage County with the Ramp Up program. We founded a program that would connect those having success in treatment with an advanced manufacturing certificate from the College of DuPage, and then connect them with employers in DuPage County that will either give them an internship or a full-time job. And one of the best predictors of someone's success in treatment is their employment status. And so that's an example of the innovative approaches that we're taking that I would take as chairman to really make a difference in people's lives, help address the opioid epidemic, but really use it as an opportunity to grow our economy and help uh, rehabilitate people because I firmly believe that everyone has potential. And this is a program that depends on 
the acceptance and, and support by people in the manufacturing industry, by businesses, as well as the cooperation of the, uh, the um, participants. You've had a couple of years uh, since uh, we talked about this. Um, how's that going? Are you getting more manufacturers willing to take part? Well, you know, the pandemic, unfortunately, took a, a great toll, but I'm really proud of the fact that that program has grown. I think we're going to be uh, putting out a request for our, our third class uh, that we will graduate. And really, we can't view problems in society solely as a government solution or a private sector solution. So much of the problems that we face result on, uh, rely on public-private partnerships. And that ramp-up program is a prime example of how we've successfully done that in DuPage County to make a difference in people's lives. You're listening to WBBM News Radio's At Issue. I'm Craig Delamore. My guest is DuPage County Board Member Greg Hart, who is a Republican candidate for County Board President. Well, let's uh, turn to some of the other things that uh, have to be issues in DuPage County. Uh, one of them, a big one, is economic development. Uh, you talk about getting more businesses to come to DuPage, but how do you balance economic development with keeping the area livable. The, the age-old DuPage County uh, quandary. <laughs> <laughs> That's certainly right. Well, look, I think what we need to do is not view those two uh, topics as mutually exclusive. We can successfully grow our economy without being overly burdensome from a development standpoint. And one of the ways that I would do that as chairman is to really incentivize local entrepreneurs. Um, one of the preeminent programs that I'm proposing through my agenda is to actually create small business enterprise programs in DuPage County. The first time that's ever been done for small businesses, for minority-owned businesses, women-owned businesses, and veteran-owned businesses. And what this would do is provide those entities an opportunity, not an outcome, but an opportunity to grow their businesses here in DuPage County and do business with the County of DuPage in a way that they wouldn't have been able to do before. You know, far too many governments uh, and their procurement practices really incentivize those who have done existing work with the county to get future opportunities to do work and uh, complete projects. What I want to do is make sure that our residents here in DuPage County and anyone who started a business out here has the same level of opportunity to, uh, to succeed. And that's what I think those business enterprise programs would do without having to uh, affect our quality of life in DuPage County. In fact, I think what it would do is increase quality of life. I also want to incentivize our local entrepreneurs. We have such great people in DuPage County. In fact, I think it's our best resource is our own human capital. And what I want to do working with local uh, universities and colleges is create what I'm calling innovation zones across the county. Um, we have a, a very successful example of this in Innovation DuPage in the middle of Glen Ellen which has really served as our own county startup incubator, we need to expand that model and really partner with organizations across the county to provide local entrepreneurs with the resources that they need uh, to grow their business and the education that they need to grow their business, but also explore the topic of microloans and give them that seed funding that they need to get off the ground. And those are just some ways that I think we can become a leader of business in the Midwest without having to uh, affect people's day-to-day -day quality of life. Um. How are the businesses who can participate in these opportunities chosen? Uh, there are, is it an application process? Is it a matter of seeing businesses and, and saying, we want to support that? How does that work? Yeah, well, they'd follow our regular county procurement process. But what we would do as a county board is first conduct a disparity study to see uh, the disparities that exist between those being awarded work and those that aren't being awarded work. And what we try to do is create opportunities through uh, whether it's a percentage of contracts offered, 
that would give veterans, women, small businesses, uh, minority-owned businesses an opportunity to bid on those types of contracts. So um, it wouldn't change the uh, the review process. We would always have a rigorous procurement review process, but what it would do is create more doors of opportunity to those types of businesses that may not be able to get their foot in the door in the existing format. But you've also uh, said you want to get a diversified workforce. You want to see a diversified workforce at a time when, let's face it, in this country, uh, not just DuPage, uh, tensions are high and, and frankly, attempts at bipartisan solutions uh, are sometimes suspect on, on either side. How do you get through all of that to, uh, to have people come through with one vision for a uh, bipartisanism and diversity in a, in a, what is a growingly diverse community? It is. You know, one statistic, Craig, that always uh, really perks my interest is the fact that currently in DuPage County, 20% of residents actually speak a language other than English in their home. Now, the vast majority of that is Spanish, but we have a diverse community. Uh, there's, uh, you know, folks speaking Hindi here, Arabic, Polish. Uh, so this is not the DuPage County that it was 20 years ago. And what we need to do is embrace that diversity. We need to embrace that opportunity that uh, that provides and really create opportunities for everyone to pursue their potential. Um, as it relates to the board's culture, you know, the topic that you mentioned about bipartisanship and really bridging the divide to bring everyone together is something that I've excelled at. Um, some of my best friends on the board are actually people of the other political party that I uh, feel like I could work with. And that goes for uh, folks of every political persuasion. We need to really be putting apart the partisan divisiveness and really focusing on the issues that matter to the people of DuPage County. And the truth is, Craig, at the county level, almost 90% of the issues we're dealing with uh, are about bread and butter issues that aren't political. There's no Republican or Democratic way to pave a pothole, as the old adage says. And that's really what we need to be focusing on. What I do day one as county board chairman is meet individually with every single board member, uh, regardless of their political party, and, and really build personal relationships with them, because I think that's what's lacking. You can't demonize someone that you know personally. And I think that's why we see so much vitriol coming out of Washington and Springfield. This is local. This is DuPage County. All of us call this our home. We need to really be bringing uh, that divide together and focusing on how we can achieve outcomes for the community, especially in cases where the issues aren't political. Uh, I'm going to uh, quote you back to you. Uh, I am committed to cutting red tape, reducing the size and scope of government and maintaining a low business tax burden in DuPage County. Um, how do you do that and still have enough money to actually fill those potholes? <laughs> Great question. Well, look, we have to be innovative. Uh, I go back to my professional experience. What I do on a day-to-day -day basis is help organizations become more efficient and effective and find opportunities to save money without uh, you know, limiting the, the output and the service that they provide. That's what we have to do at DuPage County. Um, we don't necessarily just have to spend our way out of every problem. In fact, one of the things that I think makes us such a great county is how we've managed our budgets accordingly. We've always maintained a balanced budget. We've kept our property tax levy flat, uh, which you know is 3% of the property tax bill, but that's what the county has control over. And I'd wanna maintain that levy the way it is. I don't think raising taxes is the, uh, the way to uh, you know, successfully make our county government more effective. But what I would do, Craig, is use my professional background to really look internally at the county and find ways that we can become more efficient, effective, and save money. And that doesn't have to result in uh, you know, eliminating employees. In fact, I think our county employees are some of the best assets we have in DuPage County. But what we can do is that as a lot of folks in your retirement age, 
Uh, we can look at attrition as a tool for us to save money internally. We can look at ways to deploy technology, uh, whether that's through our building and zoning permanent process, um, you know, a variety of other types of permits and, and processes that we offer at the county. Let's leverage the power of technology to make those processes more transparent and actually more efficient. I think we have to look uh, at those types of opportunities to really you know, continue to grow, provide excellent services to our community, but do so in a fiscally responsible manner. And I'm not just talking about this abstractly, Craig, I've done this in my career as a county board member. When I took over the uh, chairmanship of the Health and Human Services Committee, one of the first things I did was continue the, uh, the merger of our psychiatric services division into our health department. Previously, the psychiatric services division was under our county's general fund and our community services department. We realized just by studying the issue a little bit more that if we moved it over to the health department, we could actually save a million dollars annually from the county's budget because the health department was able to bill Medicare and Medicaid in a way that our county apparatus wasn't. That's just a, a single example of how I've led in a way that saved the taxpayers millions of dollars. There's plenty of opportunities to do that. Just continuing with the, uh, the healthcare theme, uh... How well do you believe the county is handling uh, our emergence, hopefully, uh, from the COVID-19 pandemic and, and healthcare in general beyond the psychiatric services? Yeah, well, you know, the last two and a half to three years, Craig, has been difficult on all of us. Not a single person has been spared from the impacts of the pandemic. And uh, the reality is that we'll be living with the impacts of the pandemic for, for some time, especially in the cases of opioid uh, overdoses and, and the mental health issues that we discussed earlier in the program. But overall, the county of DuPage did everything it possibly could to make sure that it was alleviating the burden caused by the pandemic on our people. Um, one of the things that I helped lead at the time was uh, a, a large reinvestment program into our local small businesses called Reinvest DuPage. And this is something that garnered bipartisan support on the board. We gave out nearly $30 million in grants to uh, local businesses. And in many cases, the anecdotes that we're receiving from those business owners is that those grants helped them keep their doors open in the pandemic. I think what we did was deploy federal money that was offered uh, to the county, uh, collectively almost $300 million between the two federal uh, acts that were passed. And we deployed it in the best way possible. We've partnered with nonprofits. We've helped businesses. We created uh, and partnered with a, a local homeless shelter to buy a uh, unused hotel building to serve as a homeless shelter. So what we've done in DuPage County is really show that we care about people and we can do so in a way that uh, doesn't overly burden the taxpayer. And I think that's what our response to the pandemic showed. So tell me how a relatively young campaign will be able to overcome uh, the, the power of a decade-long county board member uh, who bring, knows a lot of people. What, what gives your campaign the advantage, do you believe? Well, I think what I offer to DuPage County residents is a new, energetic, and innovative approach. And uh, as I've said throughout the course of this interview, my record speaks for itself. I have the expertise. I have the knowledge professionally in a way that no one else has. Uh, my experience and my uh, record of accomplishment leading on the county board uh, actually best the record of accomplishment that both my uh, Republican opponent and my Democratic opponent have. And I think what you have to look at, Craig, especially in this state uh, of Illinois, and especially given recent events, we need to make sure that DuPage County remains an ethical place to do business and an ethical government. We've, we're the jewel of the Midwest, but we're only going to do so and stay that way with the right leadership 
Uh, I'm proud that I'm running for this position, not to help myself and not to commit self-service. I'm doing this for public service. I'm doing this because I don't want my daughter and my son to be the first generation of my family to have to leave DuPage County uh, to get a job, attend school, and, and ultimately pursue their potential. You know, you can contrast that with my opponents. And, uh, you know, despite the record uh, and number of time and years that they've spent sitting in seats, you have to look at their record of accomplishment. My uh, opponent on the Republican side of the aisle, he's actually given himself hundreds of thousands of dollars from his campaign committee to his own businesses to run his political campaigns. My Democratic opponent for 10 years during her tenure in Springfield accepted millions of dollars of contributions from political committees now run by since indicted uh, politicians. That's not what's going to make DuPage County a great place to live, work, and raise a family. I think that the state of Illinois needs to become more like DuPage County. We don't need to become more like Springfield. And that's what I represent, a new approach with a demonstrated record of accomplishment that isn't conflicted and doesn't have any uh, reasons for doing this job other than I want to help my community and help the next generation and current generations of DuPage County residents stay here and succeed. Greg Hart, thank you. Uh, that is Greg Hart, candidate for DuPage County Board President. Uh, to our listeners, if you would like a copy of this program or to hear it again, please visit our website at wbbmnewsradio.com. There's a link on the homepage. You can also find our podcasts on odyssey.com. We'll be back next week with another edition of that issue, and I hope you'll be listening. Until then, I'm Craig Delamore, News Radio 1059 WBBM. T Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus ATT and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.